Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hi, I'm Takeshi, the producer and editor of It's Not About Food podcast. And we are going to do one more video series in audio form, which is an exclusive on the fourth week of the month on Patreon, which you go subscribe and get the show a week early. So for this week, the video series in audio form is going to be what the actual hell is going on. And this was actually one of our most popular videos on Facebook. And for the last of my favorite segments, this one for me It is episode 60, Boundaries, with Sarah Hedgie. She is the host of Wayne with Nurses. And I texted her and talked to her about this, but I don't think she really got it. Because I texted her and I told her, this is definitely a watershed moment in the episode. And I could tell she didn't really understand why I would say that. And it's... Her asking Lurley about how to handle a certain theme about weight. But when I say watershed moment, I actually had to look it up. A watershed moment is the exact moment that changes the direction of an activity or situation. So to me, why this is a watershed moment is because Sarah was so honest with the question It just felt so pure. And then with Laura Lee giving a really good answer, but kind of a surprising answer, to me, gives it this moment where, well, yeah, that does make sense. And I really do hope it did help out Sarah in the long run. Anyway, we will be back with a new video next week, Trust. And then after that, we will have new episodes in September. So thank you so much for listening. I wanted to get your advice about something too, if you, if you're willing. Yeah. So one thing that comes up with my group of friends, and this is probably many women can relate to this is just kind of this normalizing of self-shaming in front of each other. And, you know, when you see a friend And the first thing they say is, oh, I feel disgusting. I'm so fat. I've eaten this and that. And I haven't exercised in a week. And, you know, putting yourself down. And I feel like I'm running out of things to say to the (laughs) friends when they, I, of course, done that plenty of times. And I'm trying to set a boundary for myself that I don't do that to myself or to my friends anymore because it's not healthy. It doesn't fit with what I want to be saying to myself, yes, I want to, I want to set this boundary, a healthy one. And so, and I'm kind of running out of ideas. I feel like I've said things like the, you look wonderful and I don't care what you look like. And let's not worry about that. We're healthy. You know, a lot of my friends are nurses. I feel like mm-hmm. of all people, we should just be thankful that we have healthy, able bodies. I feel guilty 
yeah. talking badly about myself when I have one of those. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not good for us to talk so mean to ourselves. And it's not good for us to talk so mean about ourselves to our friends who love us. It puts them in a weird position. But there's a negative self-talk, again, that is taught to women at a very young age. Men as well. It's just on a different level. But, I mean, or it's just a little bit different. But still, there's a lot of self-hatred to go around, a lot of body hatred to go around. And I feel like I had to set so many boundaries about that, that now, unless somebody is brand new into my circle, which, of course, with COVID, nobody new can come in, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) No new friends. This is your time to set boundaries. (laughs) That they may still say that, but they don't say it around me because I jump on it. I'm from Texas. I jump on it like a duck on a June bug. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going there with you. But it came from me that I feel good about my body and myself. So I feel like I can say that to them because I don't allow myself to speak like that to me. I don't allow anyone to speak like that to me, and I don't speak like that to me. So therefore, I'm not going to play that game with them And I'm not saying this in a mean or nasty way. It's with a lot of compassion. I go into schools and talk about this issue, and I don't care how young the kids are. There'll be a fifth grader that will raise her hand or his hand and say, I don't know what to say to my mom when she tells me how fat she is. I think she's great. What do I say? And I go, you say, I love you, mom, and you just leave it at that. Don't engage with the fat talk, you know, I'm so fat. No, you're not fat. I'm fat. No, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. And to realize there's a feeling underneath that, that when somebody says, oh my God, I'm so gross and disgusting. What's the feeling? The feeling is that they're not okay. So your answer could be, wow, I love you so much. Are you okay? (laughs) You just go to what the heart of the matter is. It's very hard to do. It's very vulnerable and intimate, but it's not playing the surface game. The surface game is I'm fat and disgusting and I shouldn't eat cupcakes, but the feeling is I'm not okay and I'm never going to be okay. Does that make sense? It does, yeah, Yeah. and I like that. I like the non-engaging, but trying to get to the heart of the issue. Yeah. Little kids watch their parents and they go, huh, that's the way to be an adult. And if their mom or their dad is always putting themselves down, that's what's going to happen. So we have a lot of learning, unlearning and then relearning to do about how to be adults and have a body that we have. Like we talked a minute ago, it's not going to be perfect, period. However, like you said, we're strong. You can work as a nurse. I mean, that's a hard physical job, what you do, and your body's doing it. That's pretty right. friggin' great. And I'm so thankful for that. And I, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to project, I guess, is gratitude for the healthy, able body. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. 
My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. Hello, everyone. This is the It's Not About Food podcast with me, Laura Lee. And I wanted to talk today about what the actual hell is going on. And I know that a lot of us out in the world right now are really having a hard time dealing with, um, I don't know what we would call this. I think I'm calling it an apocalypse. Um, an apocalypse, <laughs> an apocalypse. And what that comes from the Greek meaning the lifting of the veil or the, uh, the ability to be able to see what's underneath and maybe the small hidden secret inside. And that is the best case scenario. The other scenario is that we're just depressed and anxious and sad and lonely and all closed in. And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, there's a great thing that's going to happen because of this. But in a way, I am going to tell you that because there is usually um, a, a good thing that can happen to any of us if we are forced into change. For many of us, our life has been turned upside down through no fault of our own. We didn't make this change. We didn't decide ourselves to not go back to school. We didn't decide ourselves to give up a job that we liked. We didn't decide ourselves to have our children home and they not go to school. We, many of us are missing our parents and our grandchildren and our friends and our um even our neighbors, we're missing our people. And even if you are a um, somebody who likes to be home, an introvert, uh, even they are getting like, okay, this is enough of this. And I don't blame them. Um, many of us are afraid and anxious. Many of us are depressed. And even if you're not, we are seeing systems that we have set up in our world that were supposed to support us and help us just completely fall apart. We see how fragile and unworkable they are. We see um, a horrible injustice, horrifying, brutal um, clashes between people. And, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we are on our last nerve. We are, we are about ready to break. The good part of that is what will happen after we break. The bad part of that is that we break. So there's good news and bad news. <laughs> but in this time of revelation, you know, if we can sit with ourselves, be in love with ourselves, be comfortable with ourselves, be supportive to ourselves, in the revelation, we can, we have a chance to change. We have a chance to step into the change or refuse it, become stubborn and say, we're not gonna do that. 
So guess which one I think we should do? I think we should step into the change. Um, for those of us that have had eating disorders, this is really the time to let go of whatever problem you have with your body. Your body is fine. It, it, it didn't get COVID. And if it did, it got better because you're listening to this uh, video, uh, watching the video, listening to the podcasts that are still happening. So your body is good enough to go through this. Um, don't get mad at yourself because again, support yourself, support yourself emotionally because you are getting through this and hopefully nobody's bought a handgun and is killing their people that they live with. I'm being really flippant about that. Don't do that. But I think that any of us that get up in the morning and get our shoes on and can speak uh, rationally, we're doing a good job right now. Spiritually, I'm hoping that people will use this time to go within and find out where's your spiritual connection with yourself. We have a spirit that's much bigger than this, and we have to tap into that and hold on to that. This spirit part of ourselves knows exactly where we're going, where we've been, and where we are. And we can depend on this spiritual part of ourselves to keep us centered and keep us safe. We just have to tap into it. What if, you know, as Bruce Springsteen says, so better than what I'm going to say, is that what if we just let go? And he, what he says is that if we don't let go, things will be torn away from us. So it's better to go ahead and let go. So the question is always, will we move in the direction of growth and change or will we stay stuck, staying in the thing that makes us so unhappy, hoping that the thing will change? Because I feel like a lot of times things will change, but we have to be open to them as well. And like the phoenix that will rise out of the ashes, yes, of course, you get burned, but you will rise again. And the phoenix is the, a beautiful metaphor for out of the ashes, something else beautiful comes. And I live in Sonoma. It's a beautiful place. And we have had several horrible fires here. And I am not saying that that's a good thing at all. In fact, I think a lot of us here in Sonoma have a little PTSD about it. Uh, last night, there was a lot of wind and it's very hot right now and the grasses are very, very brown. So I was afraid last night about that. But the nature has regrown these forests that are all around us and new houses have come up and new buildings. And I, and I think that we as people were resilient and We've been through this whole shutdown of our economy here. So the wineries have been closed and the restaurants and the, our beautiful little square that I live by has been closed, but people are coming back. And even though we're wearing our masks, I have my mask right here. And even though we're wearing our masks and we're washing our hands a million times, we are getting out. We are doing a few things that we weren't doing even a month ago or even a week ago. 
we are walking in the woods. We are taking the dogs for a walk. We are maybe going outside of a restaurant and eating on a bench, you know, so that is huge for us. So when I think about this uh, COVID uh, crisis, I think, you know, none of us saw this coming, or I certainly didn't, but I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, and I'm not a scientist. I have heard just, you know, things, well, something might be happening, but I didn't really think it would affect me the way that it did. Uh, on March 15th, my governor or our governor said all the people that are over 65 have to stay home. So I felt like I was put in senior jail. Um, and then everybody else had to stay home not very long after that. But I realized why pretty quickly. And I realized it was for my own good. And it was for my own good of my of my family and my friends and and so even though it was very hard to make these adjustments, I felt like I was forced to or I could stubbornly not do it and that didn't feel like the right thing for me. And again, I didn't see it coming. And I think that we often do not see life-changing events coming. They, we may have set them up a long time ago and then they happen, but life-changing events does just that. It changes our life. And that is the only thing that is constant. As the Buddhists say, the only thing you can control is nothing, nothing, nothing. You cannot control anything. So I can be as good as I can be about my mask and washing my hands and I could still get sick or I can, um, you know, I can choose to do that. Um, and, and I know that I will stay with myself if I do get sick. I know I will have my own back. I know I will struggle probably to do the new thing or do the, the right thing. But I also know that eventually I will. Life-changing events take us by surprise. And what do you do with a surprise? Are you a person who likes a surprise birthday party? <laughs> Are you a person who is mad at the people that put the birthday party together that surprised you and made you like, you know, come out in your pajamas or whatever? But I am kind of both. I like a surprise, but I wanna know what the surprise is. Many, many years ago, I went to a workshop with John Bradshaw who talks about uh, children of alcoholics and uh, adult children of alcoholics. And uh, he said that uh, when you die, there's two doors and there's heaven and hell, but there's a third door. And the third door says video or movie about heaven or hell. And all the ACAs, all the adult children of alcoholics are lined up for that door because they want to see well, what would hell be like or what would heaven be like before they make a decision which door they're going to go into? And I find that to be true. I will go with the surprise as long as I know what the surprise is. So a part of this problem for me and I, for a lot of my friends and clients has been that we didn't see it coming. And we have to just sort of let go of that. And again, if you have an eating disorder, you, this is a really good time to let that go. 
to let go of any sort of alcoholism, any kind of drug addiction, any kind of any of that. If you can, get help, get support, go to therapy. A lot of my friends and myself, we're doing Zoom calls all the time. Get help because none of this stuff is really going to help you in the long run. You might as well let go of it and become yourself, your glorious self. So I started this whole video this month about what, um, what the actual hell is going on. And I will end with what's going on is growth. What's going on is consciousness. What's going on is learning once again for the millionth time that we're not in charge. What's going on is your life. Your life is going on. You may not like it and you may want it to be different, but it is going on. And again, we can choose to embrace the growth and the change, or we can stubbornly sit down and refuse to play. And then it will just roll right over us anyway. So I appreciate you talking today with me and I hope you like uh, the video and I hope you like the podcast. It's not about food and come back and see me like it and send it to everybody you know. And um, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>